0: In this week's episode, we're going to be introducing you to the motivation behind the whole Testament. Kevin and Dave will take a big picture look at the connection between the old and new Testaments and our vision for future podcasts. You can also find helpful information about the scriptures and quotes used in today's episode at our website at thewholetestament.com.
1: So our goal here at the Old Testament is to try to remove that pesky white page between the old Testament and the new Testament. Um, I don't think we're really aware of how adding that page has really caused the brokenness in the story of God. Um, even in our minds, causes this separation. And so we're like, that's old, this is new. And so that little page really makes a difference. It causes a great shift in how we even understand the scriptures we're reading. N.T. Wright says, we are so fortunate in this generation that we understand more about first century Judaism than Christian scholarship has for a very long time. And when you do that, you realize just how much was forgotten quite soon in the early church, certainly in the first three or four centuries. So in order for us to really understand the New Testament, which is where we find is the foundations of our faith, right? The, the m- only way we can really understand that is to put it in the original context, which has been lost. Right, right. Because I think we put that white page in there, that pesky white page.
0: A pesky white page, for sure. So it seems that um, to Dave's point, and that's that's a good uh, intro, uh, to to the point of that it was very important for the New Testament writers that they connected the story, the overall story of scripture. So when they're um, talking and speaking from a reference point, they're actually referencing what we would call uh, the Hebrew scriptures, Genesis through Malachi. So here's um, here's like an example. So in John chapter one, uh, verses 45, it's, it's the story of Philip um, going to find Nathaniel. And he says, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So so to them, that was the expectation that they were looking for him whom the prophets have written about.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that really just speaks to the significance of the Old Testament. Like right. that's, their whole lives are based around it. Right. And they're like, hey, here's the proof. You know, I found what we've been looking for. Mm-hmm. It's like the Messiah is the, is the Jewish Messiah of the Old Testament. And we kind of, that white page,
0: yeah,
1: separates that idea from us. It's like Jesus is the founder of the Christian faith, not the Jewish Messiah of the Old Testament. Right. And yet here in the foundings of the Christian faith, the first calling of the first disciples right. is the Moses, the Torah. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's Torah. That's mm-hmm. Moses. Right. Here it is. We found this in, it says it in Moses.
0: Exactly. So, and I think that's what, you know, Philip was uh, excited about when he was talking to Nathaniel because it was like the light bulb moment. We fa- we found him who has been written about, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: And we have another, there's a podcast that addresses Philip and Nathaniel and uh, coming down the line, so.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So then there's another one in John chapter five and this is one of my favorite ones. This is a, a passage that kind of le- just literally jumped off the page it says, for if you believe Moses, you would believe me for he wrote of me. That's John chapter five, verse 46. Mm -hmm. And I think it's right before that where uh, Jesus tells him, he says, you diligently search the scriptures, but basically the scriptures point to me. Um, And it would, you know, it's that, yeah, go Jesus, yay, yay. But as, as Christians or as a, believers in church, we you know, don't make the connection to what Jesus is actually pointing to. You know, he's pointing to Deuteronomy 18. He's pointing to all of these other uh, places. Um, so there's another, another good one that references us back. It's found in Luke chapter 24. For most of us, we would know this as like the road to Emmaus. So Jesus is there and he says, and beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them all that the scriptures said concerning about himself. And he says, these are my words I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. So at the end, right before Jesus' ascension, he once again sits him down and says, look, all of this stuff that you guys have been learning, it actually points to me. And uh, what a crazy, awesome Bible study that, <laughs> that would have been.
1: Oh, I know. Like all of it. Like here's <laughs> yeah, where it all yeah. is because you know we're left... We're left with like what N.T. Wright said, that how quickly we forgot all the context. And so the faith we've inherited has kind of been stripped of that context. And so we're right. left without all that truth that is like, here it is, here it is in Moses. So how many of us can go to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy and prove the messianic authority of Jesus from right. those five books?
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and while you're talking, I was thinking of 2 Timothy 3.16, where we say all scripture is God breathed. So what is all scripture? Well, when Paul was writing that, he wasn't referring to the New Testament because most of the New Testament had not been compiled or written down or cataloged yet.
1: And it certainly wasn't like... Called the New Testament.
0: Well, ex- yeah, exactly. It certainly I mean, wasn't
1: but, a imbi- like a, like we would think, you know, it wasn't part oh, yeah. of the Bible. Right. It wasn't part of it. It wouldn't have been considered scriptures.
0: Right. 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 So when he's saying all scripture, what is he pointing back to? He's pointing through Genesis to, to Malachi, yeah. you know, and that's it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy how fast we forget. So that's kind of what this, the future of this uh, podcast really is. We're going to keep unpacking it and showing the connections between the, the new and the old.
1: Yeah, and um, I, I, I was just thinking about another passage. Jesus is telling this, like, he's in Luke 16, I think. He's telling this story about uh, there's a Lazarus, and the, there's a rich man, and he's got all this blessing in life, and then Lazarus is like this poor guy who's got sores and probably leprosy of some sort or something like that, and he's he doesn't have anything, and so he just feeds himself off the scraps that fall from the rich man's table, and they both die in the story, and Lazarus goes to be at the side of Abraham,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, the rich man goes to Hades, which... We also, just so you know, have plans for um, talking about the idea of heaven and hell and life, eternal life coming down the line, uh, a podcast on that, because it, it's um, what we understand as we see the word eternal life is probably. Considerably different than what the original readers or hearers of Jesus's parable would have thought. So, just just another little uh, just a little nugget, thrown nugget out there. there. Yeah. It's good. So I that's coming it. down the line. So um, one of the things that so Lazarus is up in heaven, and the rich man is like, "Hey, go tell Lazarus, like, go tell Lazarus to warn my family who have yet right. to die." He's right. like. Hey, I can't go over there. I can't do anything. Lazarus can't come down here. There's this chasm. Send him to warn these people. And, and Jesus says, um, they have Moses and the prophets. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, but if somebody were to rise from the dead, which is Jesus, again, alluding to his resurrection right. from the dead. Right. And so here's what Jesus is saying about his own resurrection from the dead. Luke 16, 31. He said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets neither will they be convinced if someone should raise from the dead. Wow. So, Jesus is basically saying, if you don't believe in me based on or from the information you have in Moses, the the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Mm -hmm. and the prophets, then my resurrection from the dead won't even be enough.
0: Wow. And isn't that ironic though as... Well, we what well, we'd say, New Testament church, we believe in the death, bearer, resurrection, and most of us came to the gospel because of the resurrection, right? But we neglect the right. first part it's of that re, verse. It's like reversed. It's reversed again, yeah. you know, and that's that that John five, you know, the scriptures, they all testify about me, and I was like, wait a second, but I haven't searched the scriptures to go looking for Jesus for me. That was a revelation two or three years ago. Yeah, there's another one in um, Acts twenty eight when they had, uh when they had appointed a day for him they came to him at his lodging in great numbers from morning until evening he expounded to them testifying to the kingdom of god and trying to convince them about jesus both from here's here's the phrase again from the law of moses and from the prophets so that would be like Bible study, awesome number two. Yeah, with the first Paul. one. The first one would be with Jesus. The <laughs> yeah. second one would be with Paul. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing?
1: And the and proving the Messiahship, proving yeah. this the, like, it's crazy. Paul's in this room. Everybody knows why Paul's there, and yet he's in Rome, and all the Roman Jewish leaders come to hear from Paul, and he's trying to convince him. That Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah, yeah. which we totally—it's—it's—we totally remove him from that context. And and mm-hmm. most of the time, when we think about Jesus, we don't put him in the context of the long-awaited Jewish Messiah. Right. Like we tend to think he came to start a new religion, Christianity, right. and, and and get rid of all the Jewish stuff. Or we kind of just give it the head nod.
0: Yeah, I know Jesus was Jewish, but. We don't understand the gravity right. or the depth of that statement, right? right?
1: Because we don't understand the law of Moses. Right. And the prophets. Absolutely. And yet these guys do. And so that's Paul is using that as his evangelical tool. Right. It's like, can yeah. you imagine, uh, let's imagine going to our friends or coworkers, there are people in our lives that are not believers, and we're gonna and we're gonna get them to believe in Jesus as Messiah, and you don't get to take your New Testament.
0: Could we wow. do it? Can we do it? Can can I do it? Yeah, could we do it? That's great. That's a great. That's a challenge. I I would say I could probably do it better today than I could ten years ago for sure. But I mean, it's a never ending learning curve. So
1: yeah, and so but that what, was the
0: challenge of the disciples.
1: Yeah, and, and and so what that says to so that what that says to us and the whole reason why we've started this podcast, the whole testament, the whole thing about it is um, that if. The Old Testament was that significant that that was the tool that defined who the Messiah was, right. the Messiah that we profess to follow, and we don't know that document, then how can we adequately have an understanding of who our Messiah is?
0: Right. right. and, and what so, and what his kingdom really looks like?
1: and and what with that quote that N T Wright said is like in the first three or four centuries, we forgot because of a whole lot of history, which we'll have a podcast on that coming down the line about yeah. the church history and what happened and why did we get so far away from the original context of the text is coming down the line. But those first three or four centuries were huge and shifting the way we understand the Messiah. and And because of that, as we approach our New Testament, many times we bring to it, a um understanding that is drastically removed from the actual context of the passage and we can still see the power of Jesus right um but we miss the depth of what is really being said there mm-hmm. and we we end up developing theologies that might be slightly off from what was originally intended
0: right right and, and as you were talking I was looking at that verse in acts 28 but it's actually very interesting. There are three times, and I w- it wasn't in my notes, but I just thought of it. Uh, there are three times where Paul says that basic statement. He talks to Felix, Festus, and Agrippa. Mm-hmm. And all three times he says, look, I am not telling anybody anything other than what was written in the law and the prophets. Yeah, He does it three times yeah. to three different people. Yeah, So it's like, he's like, guys, I don't understand why you can't get this. I yeah. mean, you can go read this stuff for yourself. I'm just telling you that Jesus is this Messiah that. Moses and the prophets talked about. Yeah. 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 It's just good. It's just it's good. Tr-
1: yeah. so good. Yeah. So one of the things like I use um, on our website, we'll have a link to this diagram, but I'm gonna try to explain it to you. Hopefully you have vivid imaginations. So as I've spoken to people over the past 18 years that I've been on this journey of trying to put the New Testament back into its original context, um, the best way I can describe where I'm at is like I've got, A circle and inside that circle, kind of like a bullseye or the target logo, inside the circle, the dead center is Jesus. So he is the single most significant, important part of my faith and it's dead center. Anything that if anything comes outside of Jesus, then it's it's secondary. It doesn't it's not as important. And if it contradicts Jesus, then it's not part of what I'm going to ascribe to. So dead center Jesus and then just outside of that the slightly larger circle is the New Testament we cannot understand Jesus outside the context of the New Testament because it's the gospels it's the the writing of his life his sayings his stuff you can't really understand him outside of that then slightly outside of that is the Old Testament the next larger circle you can't you cannot adequately understand who Jesus is or even what's happening in the New Testament in its correct, full context outside of the Old Testament. That's why I feel like there's so many different denominations because we approach this text outside of its context and it causes us not intentionally, right? Um, but just because it's, it's an inaccurate assumption to go a different direction than maybe it was intended.
0: So do you think that, just to interject a question though, so do you think because we're interpreting the New Testament outside of Second Temple Judaism, And we try to take some 2020 or 2022, like this is a problem I have in my life. Now I'm reading it into the text rather than going from original context to application. Does that make sense? I mean,
1: yeah, I, I, this, yeah, that's what we do. I mean, it's almost impossible for us to approach the scriptures without bringing ourselves to it. Like, no, I get that. I get that. It's really difficult, but, um, helping to understand the backdrop of the story helps us to grasp what it's really saying and then when we can grasp what it's really saying we can get a more accurate application to what it means for us exactly as first right. or as 21st century or i don't know is it 22nd right. century now
0: i think i yeah something like that whatever <laughs> whatever we're doing <laughs> whatever it's 2022 it, whatever
1: it is right. so
0: and, and and i was a when i was at bible college that was one of the things you you tried to understand the text within what the original hearers would have understood, mm-hmm. the context, the social background, the geopolitical background. And you do all of that heavy lifting and then you apply. Yeah. But we go to the text trying to apply it to our lives without doing the hard work up front. And I think that's well and I think what you're what, talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what I think is even more of a detractor is we go to the text with Fifteen to eighteen hundred years of church history right. that has approached the text in a incorrect way. It goes back to that N.T. right statement again. Like the information that we have now, with like the finding of the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's been a whole bunch of documents just in the last hundred years. Like it's crazy; they've been hidden until just the last since the 40s, you it's know. It's almost like there's a plan
0: behind this. Yeah, Dave.
1: it's, and so all of a sudden these change, all the scholarship based on, you know, how we've understood things. It's changed based on the information that we found because we haven't had adequate information. And so now we have it and we have it at our fingertips and we can access it. And so it cha- it can, should change the way we understand scriptures because now we have more information. Right. Um,
0: so your bullseye. I don't think we fit. Did,
1: no, I didn't get to it. Oh, so, okay, so the struggle though is yeah. that we don't we don't just stop at the 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 Old Testament is not the outside circle. So of that, of
0: the new right. Uh, so you've
1: yeah. got Jesus in the middle. Then you have inside Jesus is in the context of the New Testament. The New Testament exists in the context of the Old Testament, and the Old Testament is inside a circle. Jesus again. You cannot understand the Old Testament correctly outside of the context of Jesus, the Messiah. It's the whole point of the Old Testament. So our goal here is to put all this back together at uh, the whole Testament and try to slowly um, story by story, scripture by scripture, slowly put these pieces back in place that will should dramatically shift the way we approach the text. I know it has for me. Like Oh, absolutely. It's crazy changed everything. Yes, so,
0: it does. You you read the Bible differently. Yeah. When you have that understanding with your the circle illustration, it's fantastic. Yeah.
1: So, whoever's going to join us on this journey, we're going to do our best to try to as we discover more as we go along, share that with you and help bring to life the old and the new and get rid of that pesky white page. The pesky
0: white page. That has, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a hook for us, isn't it? We're gonna say uh, that a lot we'll in the see. future. We'll, uh, see. we'll see.
1: We'll see. I didn't come up with it, so I don't, I probably won't use it.
0: Well I wouldn't. I'm <laughs> just
1: kidding. Yeah,
0: because I came everyone, I came up with a pesky white page. <laughs> yes. He said white page, but I said pesky it
1: is. pesky page. It's
0: pesky page.
1: So what we want to do, there's a passage in Hebrews 5 that says, because you don't understand, you're a child, all you get is milk because you don't understand the basic principles of the oracles of God. So it's like you got to understand the basic principles of the oracles of God before you can even move on. Otherwise, it's just milk. And um, in Romans, Paul says, what advantage has the Jew? Well, a bunch because they were given the oracles of God. Right. So it, de- it defines what the oracles of God are. What was what were the Jews given? They were given the Torah.
0: They were given the Torah and the, and the prophets. prophets. The
1: law and the prophets, yeah. which is what we were talking about. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that is the advantage. So uh, what we're going to try to do is dive into the law and the prophets through the context of the New Testament and we're going to do it in little pieces. So he says you're just drinking milk because you don't understand these things. You should be teachers, and you're not. You're just on milk. So what we're going to do is going to have shorter podcasts similar to maybe this one or probably not this long that are like what we're going to call hors d'oeuvres or appetizers. They're just to get you thinking, and then um, that might just be me or Kevin or somebody else just doing a little – Bible. let just like a Bible study, and right. then we'll follow it up with a more in-depth um, theological discussion about the implications of that passage in its original context, which will be like a meal. Right. And then after that, we may have some um, people who are making shifts in their life or applying some of these teachings, and uh, we'll just do some interviews. that that'll, right. that'll uh, just we'll just call those desserts. They're just for fun. Just for fun. The extra fun to maybe encourage.
0: Yeah. And also just like you said, hear from other people. So it's not just, you know, our ideas, but just the whole, hey, I'm on a journey too. And this is learning this stuff has changed my journey and this is how it's changed my journey. And that's very valuable. So.
1: All right. Sounds good. So hopefully we'll see you guys on the next uh, episode. Um, next one coming up will be called the paralytic. We're gonna talk about Jesus and the paralytic and then that will lead us in that's gonna be your appetizer and then the meal. We're gonna get into sin and how the modern church's understanding of sin may not be biblically accurate, including the sacrificial system. So you'll wanna hang around for that one. Yeah. It'll be good. All right. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next time.
0: Our next episode will be an appetizer episode entitled The Paralytic. Dave will look at the passage about Jesus healing the paralytic and draw out some interesting connections to the Hebraic understanding of sin. You happen to find us at the very beginning. This episode is our test episode. The official launch date is currently set for June 1st of 2022. We hope you'll be patient with us as we get everything ready. We look forward to seeing you then.